to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely. And on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. I feature both a fun mix of guests who I've invited, as well as some hopefully helpful and humorous solo shows centered on things I've learned in my own life. Today on the show, we have Katie Duckett back on, my partner in crime, my business partner, literally in Patreon. We are now doing Patreon side-by-side together and offering all sorts of fun new content, including a behind-the-scenes Marco Polo group, where you basically get to be a fly on the wall to the conversations that Katie and I have back and forth about the challenges we give each other in the group and things we're working out for the business. It is super fun, super exciting. That is available to the Eliza level in Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash livewelltogether to find out about all the things we have going on there, including the two mini casts that Katie and I are releasing every single month. She is so much fun. I could not have wished for a better business partner. But in this show, we talk about one of her specialties, which is relationship, especially with our families and how she is reformatting her year. She actually had this moment of inspiration in the middle of a podcast episode that we were recording this summer, and she just knew exactly how she needed to change things up heading into what is probably going to be a difficult fall in order to change the narrative and have a different perspective on what this fall could look like. She is so wise and she's got so many wonderful ideas, especially in terms of this whole relational piece with our kids and our families and our friends. And I think you guys are really going to love this episode. But if you want even more of us, then I want to make sure, again, you know, to head over to patreon.com slash livewelltogether. You can also find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. And Katie at Katie M. Duckett with two T's. As we're getting rolling with this, I also just want to mention, because we've got so many fun new things happening, that Katie and I both have our own new newsletters on Substack. We are super excited about Substack because it allows everyone to comment together and have a conversation about the newsletter, about the thread of things that we're talking about. And that's our favorite part of this is engaging with all of you guys. So if you want to head over to mackenziecoppa.substack.com, you can subscribe to my newsletter that's called Well Anyway. And you can also head over to katieduckett.substack.com to subscribe to her newsletter called Moving Into Light. Okay, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Katie Duckett talking about changing our perspective going into this fall. Okay, you guys, I've got Katie back on the show this week, season six, and we, we really have to give some backstory to this episode because if you were listening a few weeks ago, we did a whole episode about kind of overcoming the pitfalls of this school year and how to kind of start looking at things differently. And Katie got fired up. (sighs) Didn't I though? (laughs) My goodness. did. Ah, It's one of those moments where I realize I do verbally process because I'm an introvert. I'm in my head, but there are certain times in my life when like talking something through, I realize I'm connections are firing and maybe this is what like, extroverts always feel like it's not normal for me. And I experienced one of those moments during the podcast. Yeah. And you are usually just on the receiving end of that with me, <laughs> like every day. But yeah. And for me, okay. So full disclosure, you guys, I had another podcast episode that I was needing to record 
And so we had like a set time frame to work within, which is not usually the case. We usually have a little bit more leeway when Katie and I are doing a podcast episode, but I had this episode coming and I knew like, okay, we have to be done by this time because not only was the podcast episode coming, but I was totally not ready for it. Yep. And I knew that I was fully aware of the time. (laughs) Yes. We had discussed this, but then her verbal processing just took off. It was like a train that could not be stopped. Yep. And, and you went with it. I did. And I was looking at the clock and I knew I had minutes and I was like, yeah, but I'm not done. And I felt myself like there was an aggressiveness. I have to share this. And then when I re-listened to the podcast yesterday, cringing, knowing like this was a side of me rarely comes out, but yes. I knew it did. And I was listening and I'm like, I have to share these two verses. And you're like, okay. But you can hear <laughs> and you're okay. Like, do you not know what time it is and that I have to go? I have to prepare. And I was like, yeah, but I have to share this anyway. <laughs> and I got it out there. You but did. I was like on fire. And I think I Marco pulled you after that for a while because I, like everything was Which just Which I couldn't like, even listen to okay. because I was maybe you were in an interview. Yeah. 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 But it was one of those moments, like I will always go back to that was when, you know how sometimes it feels like the Holy Spirit is like in this conspiracy behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly you start realizing like the, everything starts falling into place. You're like, Oh my gosh, has this been going on? And I've been clueless and this has been building and God's been trying to get my attention and show me this. And all these things are revealing that. And I've just been completely dense. Um, you know, those moments. Is that just yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. And so I realized I have been like, in a fog, going through motions, my heart has been kind of pulled out of these things, but I've still been going through the motions. I've even talked on the podcast about holy habits and like when the bottom falls out, you go back to these holy habits because even if your heart isn't there, you're doing the right things. It'll come along. Like these are good things to put in practice. I've been living in kind of that survival mode for so long, I forgot until we were doing the podcast, just different things started clicking. Like, wait, my heart hasn't been in this. Oh my gosh. Those verses that were like life verses during the homeschooling years, as I spoke them out, as I had to like scratch through my Bible really fast to find them, speak them out. There was like this transfer of truth that was just hitting and I felt so convicted the second that we got off the podcast once we hung up I sobbed I went and found my kids I repented I said I am so sorry I have not been loving you well I have you know I mean and their kids are so quick to forgive they're so quick to say oh it's okay mom (laughs) you know like that but I felt heavy with this revealed truth like so it was such a gift to me to be able to walk through that and to be able to verbally process uh, like during the podcast. Yeah. Like, and for my personality, this is like probably, I can't think of a bigger nightmare than like your, oh. your processing oh. being public. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys, the rare form that Katie was in. And like when we very first started, like the first time I had her on the podcast a few years ago, 
it was like I had to prep her with wine and chocolate. Yeah. And like we you had to have a pretty good idea of what oh, was coming. Totally. I had yeah. And so then to go to this place where you're just like, not only did we not, you know, do a ton of prep for the show, but you're like, I'm gonna take the reins now. Thank you very much. recognize it like I was like I can't not let her do this but I've got this interview and then the interview too was like oh yeah it didn't go very well but I knew (laughs) that you were like you were so on fire and then it was so fun to see because you know we are like you've talked about I think you even talked about it in that Marco Polo you sent me like we have a synergy Mm -hmm. about how because our brains do operate differently And so when we get together and we start talking about something and brainstorming about something, we both bring so much to the table because Mm -hmm. our, like when you say something, I'm like, I never thought of it that way. And when I say something, you're like, I never thought of it that way. And so it helps to be able to like flesh out an entire idea. And so even with where the podcast and the platform and all those things are going, and also all of the personal issues in my life. <laughs> I always know <laughs> that I have to run them through Katie. I like I even have someone in my life who calls her Katie with the deets. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's got like the inside track on all of the things. Yeah. yeah. Because I just I always know I'm going to get a perspective and a thoughtful response unlike anything else well and it's just it's such a gift of friendship you know like that you can when you have those safe people in your life and you can really like let it out and like I can just kind of spill a inspiration or an idea or something but you can mold it like you can see what it you know like it takes it takes both of us sometimes for it to be fully out and what a lesson for me to learn like not to keep so much in my head because it'll never become what it could have been and it's just it's been such a growing thing for me to push myself out and you've been a very safe place to land and to learn together like that we we're good together. We have ideas and we spur each other on. There's accountability, but there's also, um, there's a loveliness, a part of it. It's, it's, it's been really good. So I was so excited to like, to share all of this and to have you help me see where this could go. And because this all happened so publicly, it felt sort of uncomfortable but also natural to continue to sort of fuse together with your with your season six and where that's going and for me to be a part of it like I said though uncomfortable it's also sort of like but this is where it started like you guys were all a part of it anybody who listened (laughs) shared sort of in that moment for me and so I feel compelled to um, not close that door and keep it all to myself how that evolves but to to literally do it alongside people um, which is definitely outside my comfort zone I like to have everything fully formed before I share anything you know it's not I'm not a in process kind of person I'm a I got this you know it just so it's out of my comfort zone but it also feels necessary like it would be um what God laid on my heart and I had to act in that moment I had to repent 
and just have the tears flow and feel like, oh my gosh, I get it now. I get it. And if, if getting it is something that other people can share in like that, it's all for the better, you know, it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with me, but God working through um, a hard situation and making, revealing things as we go to just be better moms and better um, in a very difficult time that we are all in. Like there's, it's not like it's just my hard time. It is everybody's hard time. Nobody is living their first choice plan a right now you know everybody's making adjustments and struggling to figure out what that looks like and what a time to be able to press in at home and Mm -hmm. can you know control what we can control and make that beautiful yeah well and it was so good for me because like I've had my own stuff over the past few years and that even I think this new season of the podcast is kind of springing out from that, like, okay, I'm ready to share. I'm ready to change things. I'm ready to like have that come out of that time of hardship, even in the midst of hardship. And you've had your own stuff. Like it was how many years ago now that you did that grand, amazing year of homeschooling? That was 2015. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was five years ago. And that was another one of those situations where you came to me and you were like, I have all these brilliant ideas for our homeschool year, but I don't understand how to make them happen. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't understand. Just do this, that, and the other. And then you're like, I had no idea that was what I was supposed to do. And I was like, really? I didn't know everyone didn't think like me. And that, that in and of itself, like sprung this whole thing that you had this beautiful year, you were totally engaged, but then a lot has happened since then. Kids have kind of gone different ways in their education and Mm -hmm. you went through the foster care system and you Mm -hmm. adopted a teenager. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like a lot has happened in your guys' family. So I think it's a natural progression that you got to where you were, where it was more checked out, more going through the motions. Yeah. I think we all get there at some point, but like you're saying, we have to come back will come back. Like we have to look back and remember, but I also think like where I have been stuck for yes. a couple of years is feeling like I can't do that again. Yeah. I can never do that again, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of saying also to myself, nor should you, like everybody's yeah. growing. We can't, we can't get stuck on a high. Like that's not yeah. what a high is for. That's not what life looks like. And if you do that, you will spend your life resentful, mm-hmm. frustrated, and reliving like glory days that really were not meant to be a stopping point. They were meant yeah. to be a part of your path that makes you continue to go after peaks. Because when you're in a valley, you know there's a peak coming. And mm-hmm. I just landed in a valley and looked back for way too long. And I thought very significantly, I was looking back at my homeschool um, Instagram page, which is where I I poured a lot of energy and then it dropped. It completely dropped because I just, I didn't feel like I had anything to offer in that realm. I didn't feel like I was doing anything good there. It just, it felt like 
Oh, I, that was rough. It just, I lost that confidence of homeschooling. I lost the heart of it. And I just was going, like I said, I was going through emotions, but I looked back in my homeschool room itself, which I had, you know, just, I'd really curated to be Mm -hmm. a place that was inspiring and lovely. And just, I couldn't wait to get in there, putting my slippers on, having my hot coffee and walking in the room the way that felt like, I love my job. I love this. You know, it just was such a good feeling. And that room literally is my son's bedroom. Now my son who came to us at 13. So there was a replacement that happened in God's economy and in his order and for our good. And I've been reeling with that and not submitting it for a couple of years, going through the motions, knowing it's right, but also feeling like I have to give up the other Mm -hmm. and honestly grieving some of the loss and then feeling guilty and, you know, just going through all sorts of feelings and not really just giving them over to God, like Mm -hmm. just saying, okay, I'm feeling this and it's really ugly, but it's true. And like, help me work through it. And instead I just kind of buried it and moved forward and did the next right thing. And like all those things you hear that are not bad things, but I wasn't dealing with something until, um, a couple (laughs) of weeks ago when it like, boom, it really hit. And I realized like that replacement is a beautiful thing. And Mm -hmm. what I sewed into that room before he came is an investment. It's, it's beautiful. Instead of looking at it with like, there is, there is a sadness associated with a good sadness because I loved the life we had, but the life we have now has all of that potential within it. It's up to me to submit it to God and walk forward with, Mm -hmm. you know, with that hope. And I just was not able to see that until a couple weeks ago. Ladies, is there anything currently interfering with your happiness or that is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know I've had a lot of hangups in my past, times when I just didn't feel like I knew how to step forward or how to get out of my funk. And sometimes it takes a little bit of outside third-party help to help you just kind of get your head on straight. And that is exactly what BetterHelp has to offer you. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I have been seeing a therapist for three years now. It has been such a game changer for my life, really helped me to have a ton of clarity and be able to do what I'm doing now and really own my space and know who I am. It has been so incredibly helpful and helped me to achieve so much healing after a really, really difficult marriage and divorce. It has been so helpful to have that clarity of someone who isn't emotionally wrapped up in what I'm going through and to be able to give me really practical tools in how to move forward in a more healthy way. And on betterhelp.com, you can start communicating in under 48 hours to get this exact same kind of help. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And let's face it, a lot of us need these online options these days. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to try to deal with going in anywhere. You can schedule it when it works for you and do it right from home. 
BetterHelp is also committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. I want you to start doing it. I know it's made such a huge difference in my life. So visit betterhelp.com slash livewell. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So you guys, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash livewell. That's betterhelp.com slash livewell for 10% off your first month. Well, that, and I remember that day and you kept, that sounds like I'm saying that in a bad way and I'm totally not. I was so anxious to get through that interview that I had after you because I wanted to get to your Marco Polos and I saw them coming in and I was like, I have to hear what she's saying because I know she's on fire. But one of the things that you were saying was like, you had all those years, it was about the homeschooling and yeah. you would realize like it wasn't about the homeschooling. And like identity doesn't have to be tied in there. And I remember for me, even when I broke away from homeschooling, it was this bittersweet and like, oh, but who am I now? And now I love my life. And I'm like, that was the best breakup I've ever had. But it now, now I'm back in it. <laughs> now I've got all the time. We but, all are. Yeah, yes, we're all, yeah, mm-hmm. we all are. And so that's where it was like so good for me to hear you say, like it was never about the homeschooling. It's yeah. never about that identity. And we can do these things that are going to be investing in our kids. And it doesn't have to be about the homeschooling, but it's kind of going to make everything else sweeter and yeah we are a child of God that is our identity and that's it and when it starts to be and I do this and this like that's when it starts to strangle us because we put hope in those things and those things are tools they're not good nor bad homeschooling is is neutral homeschooling is is not uh it's not in itself anything it is just a tool but I felt like that was when I really was my best. I, f- I felt like it was the homeschooling, but it wasn't. It was God working through me to reach the hearts of my children. That's what it was. It was just yeah. the tool. And so I put personality and feelings in a tool yeah. <laughs> and it took me down. <laughs> yeah. And so I think walking into this season where we have no control, but suddenly our kids are in our home, whether we're, you know, quote unquote homeschooling or we are, um, virtual schooling, virtual schooling or we're, <laughs> you know, in a hybrid model or whatever we're doing, we are still a child of God with the purpose right now of ushering our kids closer to God and being hospitable to them in our home. And what does that look like? That is something that unifies, I think, all moms, whether you work at home or you work outside the home or you stay at home, that is everyone's goal is to rest in that identity, being a child of God, and to make our children not have a terrible year. And how, you know, how do we best do that? What do we, what is our goal, you know? And to reach the heart of our children for Christ. 
you know, would be. That's something Sally Clarkson says a lot. And I feel like that that is something I really want to embrace this year, that I want to reach the heart of my child for Christ. I want to reach their heart. How mm-hmm. do I reach their heart? And how, what does education have to do with this? Because yeah. education is the vehicle that's now landing a lot of kids in our home. It's also the thing that is causing so much frustration yeah. and irritation. And um, I, I don't know anybody who's pleased <laughs> with what the districts yeah. have come up with. Or, you know, even if you are homeschooling, you're giving up a lot of social things. We yeah. don't just stay home when we homeschool. You know, your, your, your life is still, you can't do field trips. You can't do co-ops. You can't meet up like sports. everybody. Oh, sports. All the activities, everything. It's not right. the same for anyone, even if you're a homeschooler. Right. Exactly. And so I think the thing that we can take control of is what the atmosphere in our home is going to be like this fall and determining as a family, what is education? Instead of just buying into whatever is streaming through our internet to our kids or through the curriculum, knowing that education is a lot bigger than that. And I think I forgot that, but that was, that was a pinnacle of why I ever decided I wanted to homeschool that it wasn't just for knowledge sake. It wasn't just because I wanted them to have the best Christian education possible. That was part of it. But I wanted my kids to have a relationship with the subjects in the world and with each other. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to send them into the world as a whole person. That's yeah. an educated person is to, is your whole self, your mind, your body, your soul, your heart is ready to embrace the world. And that. I just have a hard time seeing that coming through the virtual schooling or, and it never should have, you know, I think it's just a wake up call for moms and for families. I don't mean to just keep saying moms because it does certainly involve dads, but I think the mom is typically the heart of the home, whether or not she works in the home or not. Um, I think God has given women that nurturing quality Mm -hmm. and it's, it's ours to make sure that everyone in the home feels that. So anyway, that's just really helped me is to, to consider what, what is education to me? What do I want my kids at 18 to leave my house having been prepared for? And I think that the, the schooling this year is going to fall short because even if they're engaging on a virtual platform or if it's a hybrid model or it's not able to reach our children's heart. Yeah. And I remembered a couple of weeks ago, that's what education is doing. It's their heart. Yeah. How did I forget that? It's not just about the curriculum. It's not just about, you know, knowing all the capitals of all the states in the country. And, you know, it's not facts to remember. Yeah. It is their heart. It's character formation. It's all these different things. And I feel like we're going to have to work double time to get at those hearts because there are a lot of distractions and things, but in some ways it's a comfort because we are going into battle. And when you can recognize, okay, this is a battle ahead. Yeah. You're gearing up for something different than something that seems like just routine and every year and somewhat benign. It's never been that way, but now I think we're engaged a little differently. Like, wait, what's going on? Okay. (laughs) I've got to, this isn't going to be easy. I've got to gear up for this. Yeah. And you, I mean, right away you went and bought a happy planner 
Mm-hmm. And you got out your washi tape again. Mm-hmm. And it had been a while since you oh. had done that. And yeah. you just, you dove in to like, okay, now what are the practicalities yeah. of making that happen? Yeah. How do I, how do I do this now? And going back, like we were saying, like looking back and remembering there is such value in that because that happy planner, my goodness, that was just a sweet spot for me of learning what it takes for me to write stuff down. I have to prepare for myself by making it somewhat pretty. I have to have pens that I like and white space that needs to be filled. And if I do those things, you know what? I'll write it down yeah. <laughs> and I'll keep good records and I'll plan ahead and I'll do all that. So remembering that about myself and how, how satisfying that was to have a yeah. nice record at the end of the year. Yeah. I loved that. So I need to set yourself up for success. Absolutely. And when you're the one who has set the year, then you're the one who can make those adjustments too. And that was something I learned when we planned together that um, when you're following along with a curriculum or a box curriculum, it's, I, oh, I just freeze up if I haven't done everything I was supposed to do for the day or the week, or I get off track and I just, oh my goodness, I've, I've lost, you know, I, we failed. And instead, like now, no, I'm in charge here. I, I can redirect this. I can take the reins. I can own it. And I can make the adjustments and no problem. Yeah. But and for some of us, like, and going into this, it's like, I'm still not in control of the education piece, like the, the actual book learning piece. So I can't make those adjustments, but I can make the adjustments on how I'm reaching their hearts and yes. how I'm deciding to invest there and what that looks like. And not to be like this extra overall burden because we are all already so burdened by yeah. everything going on and everything. I think it's more than that. I think it's a reframing of our perspective. Yes. How do we not just add more things to try to get to our kids' hearts, but how do we change how we are thinking about them, how we are approaching them? What can we do in a way that doesn't feel burdensome, but no, acknowledges this is a battle and we do need to do something? Right. Right. And I think we're streamlining like all of these yeah. things vying for our attention. But the most important thing, if you get back to that child of God and what is my purpose right now, if you, if you strip it all away, these children who are in our home, and frankly, like I've done a 180 about feeling like oh, these children that are in my home <laughs> yeah. to feeling like yeah. these children that are in my home, like that is just a work that God did in my heart that I just feel like, oh my gosh, I was willing to let them be gone most of the day and feel like, okay, now I just, I can clean the house because they're not here. I don't have to make as many meals. I'm not in the kitchen as much. So I'm freed up for this and that. And that was a good life. I was able to do good things in those spaces, but that is not what this year is going to look like. Yeah. And, and we now, can't just keep sitting here being frustrated about it. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't grow yep. resent because I'll grow resentful of the yep. children who have yes. zero control over this either, but instead saying, okay, so they are here. I get to have them here this year, I don't know how many years this will go on, but for this year, I get them. And it is my job to make sure they feel welcomed, 
loved, yeah. inspired to learn. They have someone behind the scenes engaged with them who wants to know what they're learning, who wants to ask them questions and find out like, why did they like that subject? What, what made you excited about that? Do you see yourself like that person? Do you see yourself different than that person? Why? You know, just simple things, but it's, it's going to take work and it's, I know it's going to be hard, but that is, that's my job is to prepare the home for the people who need to be here. And clearly they need to be here because yeah. they can't be. <laughs> yeah. So they need to be here. But I think it's, it's streamlining our thinking to make it simple and see what the big picture really is. And then the way you fill in the gaps and make it work, like the practical side of it, then, you know, to focus our hearts in the right place, but then be practical and, and work it back to a day by day kind of a thing. You guys, with all that's happening around the world, many of us are more inspired than ever to be helping others, but wanting to do the most good and knowing how are two totally different things. So if you are able to give this year and you want to know where your donation can save and improve lives the most, remember givewell.org. I'm really excited about this company because they've done all the research that a lot of the time we don't have the time to do to make sure which organizations are really doing what they say they're doing and who has the most impact for the amount of money that you're giving them. For over 10 years, givewell.org has helped donors find the charities and projects that save and improve lives most per dollar. And here's how. GiveWell dedicates over 20,000 hours a year researching charitable organizations and then handpicks a small set of the highest impact evidence-backed charities. GiveWell isn't asking for your donations for themselves. They're asking that you give to the amazing charities they recommend, like Helen Keller International. That's the one I chose to give to through GiveWell. I love what they are doing to improve eyesight around the world. I think they're doing a great job, and they're picked by GiveWell that they are actually doing what they say they're doing. Another great organization they have picked is the Against Malaria Foundation. And GiveWell takes no fees, so all of your tax deduction donation will be used to help others. Since 2010, GiveWell has helped over 50,000 donors direct over $500 million to the most effective charities. Most importantly, these donations will lead to over 75,000 lives saved and improve the lives of millions more. So if you want to have more impact with your donations, donate soon because any of my listeners who become new GiveWell donors will have their first donation matched up to $100 when you go to givewell.org livewell and select the podcast Live Well Anyway at checkout. This matching offer is good for as long as the funds last. So get your first donation matched up to $100 when you go to givewell.org slash livewell and select the podcast Live Well Anyway at checkout. It's such a great way to make a big difference. So what are those practicalities? We've talked a lot in this episode so far about kind of the philosophy behind why we feel this is important mm-hmm. and how it got you fired up. But what now is it going to look like for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've been thinking a lot about ways people in my home feel loved. And what's complicated is it's all different. Everybody's yeah. personality is so different. And what really speaks to them um, 
is not the same thing. So I have some quality time. I, you know, I have some that really don't want that quality time, but (laughs) you know, if you would just give me a hug once in a while, I'm good. So I, I have seen part of preparing for this year, learning about each one of them and not learning from a fresh place. Like I don't already know these things, but actually writing it down and being thoughtful and praying about them and inviting the Holy spirit into this, like, you know them, you made them show me how to love them. I want to love them. Show me how to love them. Yeah. And seeing ideas flood or, um, you know, like I was saying how the Holy spirit works, even in like Facebook ads or different things. I'll see them be like, Oh, okay. That person would really love that. I I can do that. (laughs) Jesus can be in that algorithm. (laughs) He can can use anything. So, so I have just been really taking some time to pray over each person in my house. And I have a little color coded file for each person that I got like the, you know, when they were 10 cents at Target. Mm -hmm. And so I have a file for each person. And in that file, I've just put things that, um, I, I had to ask some of them, but, um, you know, what's your favorite cookie? What's your, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite song? What, what do you like to do when you start to feel kind of stressed out? Just interviewed them lightly because it, I thought it was interesting to see how they came alive. Like, wait, you want to know that? Oh, mm-hmm. nobody's ever asked me that. Let me think about that. And I have one who's come back with four or five different answers. Like it, he really took it seriously and he wanted to give me the most accurate answer, but he had to really examine himself to figure out what it was. And it was just funny how many times he, he trumped it like, Oh, it's not actually this. It's this mom. I had that wrong. It's this. So it was kind of fun just to see their personalities come out. But so I took an inventory, I printed recipes off, I put them in there. And then in my happy planner on everyone's birth date. So like if somebody is September 6th, the 6th, I kind of considered their day. So this of every month. Yeah. So I put like a little star with their name on the sixth of every month. And that's my day to make sure I've checked in and loved that person. So I know that at least once a month, I've gone out of my way to love everybody in my house. And I didn't exempt myself. I put myself on my birth date throughout the year too. Just something. If I get myself a coffee or I just check in and like, what do you I need? Do you yeah. need a candle? Let's go get a candle. Yeah. Yeah. What do you need? <laughs> I just, I don't want to, I don't want to burn myself out. And, um, I'm, I'm a, I really don't like self-care and that concept, but I do think we need to be remembering to be a good friend to ourselves, to be kind to ourselves, that inner voice that I hear all the time. I need to pull it out and hear what I'm telling myself just as a good friend. I would, I would want my kids to do the same. I need to do the Mm -hmm. same for myself. I can't get stuck in a rut of feeling like, okay, but I'm really tired of doing this and I just don't want them to be here anymore. And I'm tired of making pancakes. And like, I, I can't let that be my dialogue. Yeah. And, um, I've seen the damage that that can do. And, um, and I want to be fully engaged. I want to press in. I want to love the people that God is keeping in my house, not just yes. my house, but they're, they're staying this year. Yes. I want to love them. Well, I want to give it all I've got. And so I'm trying to set that groundwork of some practical things I can do to love them. So that's, those are just a couple ideas. Those are some things I'm, I've been working on instead of, um, 
you know, curriculums or things like that, that normally I would be preparing for. This has been really fun, printing off cookie recipes and making sure that my um, pantry is kind of stocked with a couple things that when life falls apart, I can make this. Yeah. Um, that's been sort of fun planning, like just tapping into like knowing that little secret behind everybody that um, what kind of makes them tick, what makes them feel like you care about them. Yeah. And um, anyway, so that that's been sort of a fun thing to put energy toward. Yeah. Well, and even when we had our, our, our beach work day. Yes. Oh, that was such hard work. I know, but it really was necessary. Um, but when we were there and I was thinking about it too, like, how does this look for me in my life as a working single mom? How do I practically put some of these things in place without just like completely wrecking myself? Yeah, I know that I have to be taking care of myself in order to take care of my kids. And I have to like all of those things. But what can I do that isn't just going to feel like burdensome for me? And it was acknowledging like, okay, as I'm trying to figure out our schedule throughout the day, to make this workable and practical and not just give up sleep so that I can do all the things. It was okay, I know there's going to be this hour break that my kids have in the day. I know from 11.50 to 12.50 every single day, they're not doing anything with school. All three of them that are primarily in my home will be here during the school day. And so I have realized I have to be disciplined in that hour to when it gets there, set aside whatever I'm working on, which can be really hard for me when I get into the flow of things. I just want to keep powering through and like, guys, grab yourself some lunch. It'll be fine. Then, you know, get back to the computer. But it's like, no, we have these certain things in place. And I do want to know what they're doing with their virtual schooling. I want to have them feel like I care. And so that means I'm going to have to make that a routine of stopping work at that point, us all getting up and going out and taking the dog for a walk during that hour and coming back and eating lunch together and talking about what they're doing and what's going on. And I think for me, I have to set that up in my brain. Like this doesn't have to be some big oppressive thing. I don't have to all morning long, you know, bake it's some sort of crazy lunch for them to have every day. It's about the connecting yes. and the being present and knowing that I am going to be doing something that they can count on, that yeah. creating a time that they're going to look forward to as much as I do and making sure I have my heart right about it and I'm not frustrated going into it. Like, come on, we've got to do this. This is the time, you know, yeah. actually, this is like, your time that I'm connecting with you. Yes. Get over here. Yes. <laughs> like having the correct mindset. So I'm not being resentful and I'm not just being frustrated all the time because I'm not getting the amount of work done that I want to get done. Like that has been such a good check for me. Like, okay, I have to have that heart reset and I have to, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices and I'm going to have to do some things. But my remembering at the same time, my kids are making sacrifices too. Like this doesn't look the way that they wanted it to look either. Yeah. And it's a really good thing for me to remind myself of that. Cause I think I can get kind of like, you know, in the weeds and just start thinking about how this is affecting my life 
but yeah. this has affected theirs as well. Like yeah. I, I've really had to think about that even with their friendships and like as much as I'm starved for not getting to see my people as much, they are too. Yeah. And so like trying to make sure they are able to connect with their friends and they are able to have those kinds of interactions and stuff. That's for me as a single working mom, who's not going to be baking cookies every day. And not to say that you are either, but like that I need to just have that mindset shift and put some routines into place that I feel like are allowing me to connect with them in a like deliberate planned. Oh, hi, Suri. (laughs) Yesterday. Okay. Since this went ahead and interrupted the show anyway, I'm going to say this ridiculousness and, we're just going to keep it in the show. I went to put my dog in the car and I said, oh, it looks like you peed all over yourself. And Suri out of nowhere said, I'm sorry, I don't know, understand what you mean by it looks like you peed all over yourself. <laughs> and I started laughing so oh, hard. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Suri. Yeah, uh, you really needed her to yes. <laughs> clarify for you. And- yes, yes. Ladies, have you made it over to my pretty new website yet? I am absolutely in love with my new little space on the web, MackenzieCoppa.com, and it wouldn't have been possible without Go Live HQ. You guys, I knew I wanted to have a Squarespace site just for the simplicity of it, but I knew I wanted it to have some style and reflect who I am and just really have something unique about it, but I wasn't sure how to get there all on my own. That's when I found Go Live HQ. They have the most beautiful templates for all different styles that you can completely customize with your own fonts and pictures and colors and everything. And they give you a video course along with your purchase of a template that completely walks you through how to customize your site for you. I got my site up and running in less than a week. It was so simple and it is exactly what I wanted. In fact, Katie Duckett is also using Go Live HQ to update her new website. Their customer service has been fantastic. They've made this such a seamless process for me, something that I thought was going to be really complicated and cumbersome, and they just lightened the load off my shoulders and ended up giving me exactly what I wanted and really simplifying things. I absolutely love it. So if you are in the market for a new website, you should head over to goLiveHQ.co and use the code LOVELY to get 10% off. That's goLiveHQ.co to get 10% off your order of a beautiful template. These templates are already super affordable. I can't even believe how little they cost and how much they come with compared to so many others out there. So go to goLiveHQ.co to get your 10% off today by using the code LOVELY. Anyway, after before I was so rudely interrupted, <laughs> those are the kinds of interruptions I'm just going to have to embrace this year and decide to have a better attitude. Yeah. About and it. I would say I would encourage you and challenge you that five minutes before it's that lunch break, yeah. you stop five minutes early and you pray for each one of those kids and your time. Yeah. Like, and we need to be inviting the Holy Spirit into this and going back to the fact that it's not us, it's him. And how are we going to be a tool of his at the, in the work of these children this year? Like I have to start every interaction 
with that I have intention with connecting for with God because I I don't want to get in that rut where I feel like it's on me because I am not the answer clearly <laughs> not the answer and I need him to show me how these kids what they need the kind of questions I need to be asking them you know that that feeling of like there's more here what is it I need you know when he gives us that inkling about one of our kids we have to be inviting it in so I think praying over them praying for them praying for this intentional hour and then because this is God's economy and it's upside down I bet you will find more productivity than you could have if you worked through that hour because that's how God works. And when we're seeking after him and his heart, we're able to produce way more. We're way more effective, you know, on the things that matter. So I just, I think that's something I have to humble myself with this year constantly that, um, that I'm not, I'm not the one doing this. I'm just letting God flow through me and hopefully that is also a protection of burnout because he ministers to us as we, you know, reach out to love his children. And I'm going to need that. I'm going to need a heavy hand in ministering this year. Cause I think this is going to be, this is going to be pretty rough, but I feel like I've, so many of the rough edges have been smoothed away. For instance, like when you were talking about baked goods and, when I first became a mom, the way I felt about how to love my kids was organic and homemade and like nothing processed. And that was just what I, I really, boy, did I, boy, did I go extreme on that. You know, that was just something I really stood by. I love food. I love making food for people. Like that's just, that's my love language to others. So that has been really shattered with three teenage boys who could care less about presentation. They could care less if it's only, they're just constantly hungry. And to realize that they don't care if I bought brownies or I made brownies, they care that they're eating a brownie. And if they're eating a brownie, they'll talk. They'll talk to me. I get farther if I come in with something to eat, if I come in with something sweet, especially a treat. And it's that's been a humbling learning curve to realize like, oh, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I just have to have something, you know, but it's really the eye contact and the heart behind it that makes the difference. It doesn't matter if it's served on a pretty napkin and I just made it with all, you know, they could care less. So just kind of checking your audience too, because I could Mm -hmm. burn myself out showing them how much I love them in a way that they do not receive it and don't care. And that would be, that would be futile. And I don't think that the desire that God put in me is wrong or that like, but I think it's not the season. I think this is not that season. And if I can learn to adjust, it'll make me better at doing that when it is the season and that there's a ebb and flow to it. It doesn't have to be I, if I, if I make that a thing, I will burn myself out and I don't have time or room for yeah. that. Yeah. And I've, I've recently discovered all the beautiful things you can do with a boxed cake mix. Oh yeah. The fact that that just came out of my ears, like just, it almost hurts a little bit, but I'm just <laughs> going to say it because I've, I've begun to think of them as just pre-portioned ingredients. Like that's all it is. Yeah. It's just pre-portioned ingredients and, um, you can make cookies, you can make 
anything with that pretty fast. Yeah. So instead of pulling everything out to just be able to pull out two ingredients and make cookies in literally 20 minutes, start to finish that are going to be devoured in an hour anyway, but they felt like you made them cookies, something hot from the oven, even if it's like store bought, but you heat it up. Like there's yeah. that intention behind it that makes yeah. them feel like it mattered. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a toss away. You know, you actually put some intention behind it and wanted to connect with them. Yeah. It makes them feel seen. And I think it's also part of building family culture. I mean, I think I've done this with not perfectly, but with my oldest, the best so far. And it's probably just because of his age and the time we've had together, but like we have watched certain shows together and talked about them. And that's not like some holy pursuit, but it's something that gives us common language and common culture that we refer back to. You know, when they were going to school every day, there's this one morning a week that I have just him. And we would buy turnovers and we would have, you know, they were pre-made. I just popped them in the oven you guys have seen me do it on its stories before, but I, we knew like that's on Thursday mornings, we're having our turnovers because we both love them and we're going to, we're going to do that together. And it's those little things that they may feel like, oh, what's it all for? But you're actually like, you're building memories and you're building this yep. common culture with your kids. That is, yeah. then, those are things that he's going to remember he's always going to have the shows that we watch together you know that at yep. 12 he watched Downton Abbey with me and we have this common language and culture yep and that's so that's a powerful thing to tap into because I think memories are sensory and like mm-hmm. if you can connect a scent or a taste or a sound with like I, I feel like you just upped the impact yeah and yeah. I think that's part of why um, I take food to them. Like it, 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 it's a common ground. It's something that it just eases the pathway of conversation. Um, every fall, first day of school, I light leaves from bath and body work. And that smell says school's in session. Yeah. I light it every morning. There's something about it that I think for me signifies a, a, a new chapter. Like, okay, yeah, it's time. this is what we do. But it's funny, Ben, smelled a candle I think it was volcano from anthropology and he said oh my gosh this is kindergarten oh (laughs) that smells like kindergarten and I love that I was like that's what I burned all year long during his kindergarten year and he remembered it so I think it's it just it just ups the impact when we think how can I combine a sound or a scent or a flavor with this moment like it, it it'll lodge differently in their heart and yeah that's, I think that's what we want. We want to create those moments that they know they were loved and they know that they were listened to. And um, not that just listening isn't enough, but why not beef it up? You know, why not make it, why not make it a thing? Like if for your lunchtime, why not light a candle yeah. that says this yeah. is when we're connecting. This is our time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's those little details that you help me with to think about because they're very simple things, but yeah, it's, we are big on playlists and like, I know my kids will associate certain playlists with summer and, you know, even Michael and Smith talks about that in her new book. Welcome home. I think is the name of it. It's come next week is the interview coming out. Mm. Um, but 
she talks about like have a summer playlist only play it in the summer as soon as fall hits don't play yeah. it anymore and then yeah. when you get back to summer play it again and everyone will automatically feel like it's summer yep and I love that idea. Like we've, we've thought about that in the past. Like, what is the drink of the summer? What is the, you know, the playlist? What is the song? What is the artist? What is the whatever? And I think those things help our kids to feel connected to us, even if they're over silly things like shows or whatever. When yeah. we have that common culture and those bonds, then they're more willing to open up to us in other ways even in frustrations like roman and i constantly quote the office when michael says to toby why do you do the things you do i hate the person you choose to be and so like whenever we are frustrated with each other or something happens like even if we see something happen on a show or on our vacation like things would happen and we would catch each other's eye and we'd both be like why do you do the things you do? And we, it would bring like a levity to the difficult situations, you know? Oh, I love that. It's just, I love those connecting points that we've built that culture together that's silly, but then we, it's like we're in it together. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think this is a very full conversation, <laughs> everything from the heart behind it to hopefully some practical ideas that people are going to be able to walk away with. Yeah. So thank you for coming yeah. on and like sharing all the outpouring of your heart and all that fire that got cooked up a few weeks ago. It was so fun to witness behind the scenes. And I really were just giving you guys a glimpse of it today because I got serious Marco Polos with washi tape and excitement and, <laughs> and, and recipes. And I, yeah. Yes. And I just, I feel so excited going into this fall. And that is a work of God. Like nothing has changed in my circumstance whatsoever, but he turned my heart to see that this is, this is a gift to have yeah. my kids home, to put my heart back into it. I'm not putting my heart into it and waiting for them to get home from school. And I get to have them. And I'm just, I'm so excited to, to pursue them and their hearts yeah. this year and to learn more and to share that. I will definitely be um, reviving. Maybe Zeros uh, flies out it is. <laughs> yes. I'll be reviving that because I think that's a good vehicle to put stuff um, out there, but it'll be different than it was before because I'm different than I was before. I yeah. shouldn't say the same, yeah. but all of that feels exciting, like growing together and not staying stagnant. And yes, and pursuing hope together and cultivating something lovely and beautiful in whatever capacity we can with the few controls that we have, you know, when, when the boundary lines crush and they, they tighten, I think that's when something really beautiful can come out of it. If you, yeah. if your heart is right, you know, that the boundary lines, it's not wide open and you could do it's, it's small. Yeah. And so within that, what are we going to do? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. And I'm so grateful that I have you in my life to remind me of these things. So, well, thanks. I'm grateful for you. And I, I'm just grateful that like together we can, we can talk yeah. about this and share. And I hope that it inspires people to just come alongside and seize your life, take control over what you can and love the yeah. people in your home yep. this year. Yep keep picking up and moving forward even when it's yeah. super hard yeah all right well 
I'll have you back on soon. You know it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay, ladies, this is a brand new little segment that we are adding on to the podcast. It is called Recommended for Living Well. You may have heard this a little bit on last week's episode, but it's basically a little bit of time when I tell you some things that I'm really liking, and if there's been something I'm really not enjoying, then I'm going to tell you about that too. And I do have a really fun new thing that I got this past week that is rocking my world. You guys, I love having my nails painted. It makes me feel pulled together even when I don't have my makeup done, even when I'm feeling a little rough around the edges. If my nails are painted, especially if it's in a color that kind of stands out and makes me feel a little bit bold. I talk with my hands a lot. I'm on video a lot. I really like to have a color that kind of screams personality. And a lot of times that's a white or something really dark. I love those kinds of colors. And I've recently found a new nail polish brand that is amazing. It is Olive and June. You guys, it's a seven free nail polish, so it actually doesn't have any of the junk in it, which I really, really love. And it lasts really nicely. The colors are super opaque. They go on nice and evenly. I do a couple of coats and a top coat and it lasts me forever. I really love this nail polish. I will be posting the colors that I currently have. I only have two so far, but I want to get more. I will post them in the show notes. But you can also go to the link in the show notes to get $10 off your order of $50 or more. And of course, as always, you can go to MackenzieCoppa.com and click on sponsors and affiliates. Scroll down to the bottom of that page and under affiliates, I have Olive and June listed there and you can get that link to get that deal. And I'm going to give you one more quick recommendation this week instead of something that I don't like because... I'm having trouble right now. I know as we get going with like watching more TV and that sort of thing again, I will probably have more like, hey, avoid this. But right now, I'm really enjoying everything that I have in my life. And one of the things that I've been doing is to finish up reading Kendra Adachi's book, The Lazy Genius Way, which is a New York Times bestseller, you guys, and it deserves every bit of that accolade. It is literally that good. And I just want to say that she did such a good job on the audiobook. Her delivery is hilarious, it's clear, it's super fun to listen to, it's worth every penny, and it was definitely worth being on the New York Times bestseller list. If you have not checked out this book yet, you guys, it's got so much great, solid, simple information to help you kind of overhaul your life, but in an easy way that's not going to be overwhelming. I think she's done a fantastic job. So go get either the book or the audiobook. We have the links in our show notes, which you can just swipe up in any app that you are using to listen to the show and be able to find those show notes. You can also find them at MackenzieCoppa.com and just click on the podcast at the top of the page. And as always, whenever you shop through any of our Amazon links, you can buy whatever you want on Amazon and it just kicks a little bit of a credit back to us, but it doesn't cost you a thing more. So you can go buy, I don't know, charcoal briquettes if you want to. If you use my link, I'll get a little bit of credit and I so appreciate that. So thank you to all of you who use my Amazon link to buy whatever it is you're going to buy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies, if you want to connect with Katie and I, we would love to see you in Patreon, patreon.com slash live well anyway. You can find Katie on Instagram at Katie M Duckett or at katieducket.com. Pretty soon. It might not be out by the time this show is on, but it is coming. It is coming. We have been working on it and you can find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa and find me on my website, MackenzieCoppa.com. Make sure you have subscribed to live well. Anyway, we so appreciate you sharing this show with your friends 
friends. You make a huge difference. You are our marketing team. So thank you for sharing on social and leaving ratings and reviews and iTunes and doing all those things. It makes such a difference for us. I can't wait to be back here next week with Michael and Smith with her fabulous new book, Welcome Home. Another great one that I highly recommend. And it's just a super fun interview. So until then, go be bold and gracious. Oh, 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 o